Welcome to the Somali Nomad, where this podcast goes where no man has gone before. Wait a second. This sounds like a line from Star Trek. Actually, that sounds like a copyright infringement and a lawsuit waiting to happen. I'm sorry, Sammy, but you're not paying me enough for this. And for the listeners of this podcast, may you live long and prosper. Damn you, Sammy. Another Star Trek line? What the hell, man? episode of the Somali Nomad. I'm your host, Sammy, and thank you once again for listening in. Uh, so I'd like to first and foremost thank everyone who has uh, gotten my book, The Somali Nomad. I really appreciate, really, really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it's been very overwhelming and a very humbling experience uh, to definitely write the book. Um, and finally, uh, to start doing my own podcast now <laughs> after being asked to multiple times the past few weeks um, since a lot of people do have a lot of questions in regards to the book um, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of friends in regards to their thoughts on the book um, even random strangers have gotten messages in social media, emails uh, it's been overwhelming <laughs> to say the least um, yeah why I wanted to do the podcast uh, kind of something I've mentioned in the book uh, in regards to kind of open myself up to experiencing a very roller coaster type of ordeal in regards to utilizing both Muzmatch and Salams for a number of years. It's honestly uh, very taxing, I'd say sometimes, uh, but I do have a lot of fun using Yap. Um, I do get this question a lot, and there is a lot of frustration on using the app, hence why I wrote the book. Uh, but the main thing I would definitely recommend everybody, uh, especially both men and women, uh, just keep an open mind. Uh, don't let your history on these apps dictate how you interact with the next person. Um, it's kind of the vibe I've been getting a lot uh, from a lot of brothers I've speaking with and a lot of sisters I've talked to as well, uh, both on the app and off the app as well, um, where the baggage they carry kind of carries over to the next person they're talking to, uh, which is unfortunate because in a sense, there is a lot of bad history with using the app, like I know with a lot of sisters, they've mentioned that there's a lot of guys who just kind of like spam their uh, accounts, um, especially their most match accounts um, with a lot of DM messages, acting really thirsty, really desperate, uh, which is kind of sad. Uh, and brothers, I'm just telling you this right now, please don't do that. Save yourself a lot of trouble and just not even touch the app. What I recommend before, uh, especially on one of my chapters in the book, is just create a profile and just let it be. Don't even bother liking any photos, liking any profiles. Don't swipe. 
just let it be. Let the women decide if, if they're interested in you or not. I've mentioned this multiple times and it's something I need to drill people's head. These apps are only used for women. They're only meant for women. Let me rephrase that. They're only meant for women in a sense where women are the ones that are going to be able to dictate which men they choose to speak with. It's not our job as men to go and hunt down women. That's, that's, a, that's a feminine role. These apps were created for women to make do the choosing. It's always going to be like that no matter what. doesn't matter if it's mismatch. doesn't matter if it's salams. doesn't matter if it's like non-Muslim applications like Tinder or, or, or a Bumble. Uh, there's a bunch of other apps you can, you can use if you are looking to act desperate. But I'm telling you this right now, you're acting more like a female. There's a reason why I even mentioned in one of my chapters, write as less as possible. Be as mysterious as you can. Don't write a lot on your profile. Women do all the writing. I'll tell you this right now. As a guy who wrote, who's just written a book, who's written multiple articles, who I've literally written for most of my life, I'm telling you this right now, writing on the profile is meant for women. That's all it is to be. You'll see paragraphs and essays on them, what they want, that kind of stuff. What I do recommend for you guys, be really attentive for what you're reading, especially in the profiles of what they're exactly what they're looking for. If that doesn't happen and you're just looking at their pictures and you're swiping and you really have nothing to offer, you're in a really big lose-lose situation. I'm telling you this 100% right now. You are in a lose-lose situation. So that's my uh, overall thoughts on the book. Um, what I am going to be doing on this podcast is I will be bringing people over on on this podcast and actually getting their tidbits and their insights on it. It could be Somalis that I know of. It could be non-Somalis. Uh, I like to usually get a different type of perspective on these kind of things. Uh, I have lots of friends on many different walks of life and that's what kind of shaped who I am uh, and how this book was organized um, and researched. Uh, because a lot of it, the perspectives I got, like, I, like in one of my few, uh, earlier chapters, uh, especially when I was young, early on in high school and university, uh, I picked up the pickup artist techniques where um, I did uh, use, I did pick up women uh, that were non Somalis. Uh, so that perspective gave me an insight of how other women operated um, and seeing how they interacted freely without any social constraints gave me a perspective of how Somali women operated uh, since I had the, the vision of looking at them as potential spouses down the line. Um, and uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm not married, uh, but obviously that's under my choice, um, especially a long time ago. I was in probably say one or two scenarios where I was going to settle down. But settling down at that moment didn't benefit me uh, because in the end, it wasn't under my time. It was under the person I was seeing's time where they were dictating the terms, where they were looking to settle down on their terms. And I was just um, going, along, going along for the ride. Uh, and that's something I, like I noticed a lot of brothers have been 
doing. Some of my friends have kind of got married under the time, the, the, the clock, the ticking time clock of the potential spouses they're marrying, um, where in the end they kind of rush to get married uh, without thinking things through, or they're just, you know, going through the flow most of the time and not knowing what exactly what they want. And that's kind of like the big thing I mentioned um, on my book. Uh, for men and women, you need to know what you want. If you don't know what you want, you're screwed. I'm telling you this 110%, you will be screwed. Um, it's unfortunate, but it does happen from time to time. Um, so yeah, um, I'll probably be using this podcast uh, more in diverging uh, my perspective on these topics, uh, using my history on these apps, um, and seeing where that leads to. Uh, I'll probably be also talk about other subjects as well that are non, uh, not about my book, like subjects I'm interested in as well. Um, but like I said before, um, that will be more on the back burner of the episodes, but not on the forefront. I would definitely love to use this podcast to definitely help out um, the Somali community in navigating on these apps and understanding having that honest conversation between Somali men and women in this day and age, especially in this part of the world in the Western society, especially in America, Canada, the UK, and the rest of Europe, and especially both sides and how they interact with each other. Because uh, it is interesting. Like at the moment, like I, I still use the apps, uh, but I, I usually have fun with the apps. Um, I am, I am still looking, uh, but, um, based on what I've written and based on what I've researched and stuff like that, uh, there's always serious prospects I always look at. Um, there are pot potential ones as well, but it all depends on the honest conversations you have with them from the get-go. You have to realize this as well. You can't look at them as casual relationships. You can't look at looking at them as like you're looking to date them. Especially on these apps, they're a lot more guarded. Most of these women that you're speaking with are usually outside of your city. Um, fortunately for me, I've matched a lot of women uh, in the city I'm in. So it's kind of actually been helpful um, actually going out on dates with them and hanging out with them and seeing how they are in person. And hence why I've kind of like uh, gotten that uh, really good experience firsthand and how uh, matchmaking apps translate into real into reality and that's why i want to make that transition help people out but i know most of the people who are using these apps uh normally are either um talking to people outside of the city or even outside of the country for that matter uh and that's really really difficult most of the time um and one thing too i would really want to dive diverge into a lot of the sisters um I will really recommend this and I don't want to sound like an asshole or anything, but I do recommend that you think of the possibility of moving. I am telling you this right now. A lot of sisters I've noticed on the app say they don't want to relocate. If you're look, if you're not looking to relocate for marriage, then you better be damn sure you are swiping for men who are living in the same city. If you are swiping for men who are outside of the city, 
nine times out of 10, these men will not swipe back. I am telling you this right now. There is absolutely no way that they would be moving everything they have to live with you. That literally kills the attraction. That literally kills the attraction. And I've seen that time and time again, where the women expect the men to move for them. It will not happen. Guaranteed, it will not happen. I'm sorry to say that, but it will not happen. All you're doing is you're switching the role of being the man. You're letting your husband or your potential spouse become your wife. It's sad and it's bad, really bad. It's really bad for the chemistry and, and, and the overall uh, roles that you guys will be defining later on in your life. Trust me, you are not, I'm telling you, Somali, uh, my Somali sisters, you are not going to get that attraction. You're not going to get that chemistry out of that person. You're just going to look at them as pathetic and you want to move away from them as quickly as you can. Trust me, you'll be thinking that subconsciously. Everybody, everybody will think that. Even friends of yours are going to think that. Having a guy move away from his own city to you. Trust me. That's it, like, and especially since you'll be working most of the time and he'll be hunting for a job and that entire dynamic is just really bad. It's a really bad look uh, and a really bad step because it's going to cause a lot of friction. Um, and uh, honestly, in the end, it's, it's going to be, the dynamic will be really, really bad. Like I knew a Somali brother who got married, left Alberta, came to Ontario, uh, got married to the girl uh, in Ontario and it didn't work out within a year. Like uh, he left his uh, government job. Um, she was already working. He had to work uh, in food basics. He had to look for other jobs because the economy was really bad and the frustrations well uh, um, at the home. They literally did. And they had an out within a year. Like, because in the end, his expectations, her expectations didn't mesh and they didn't have those conversations. It's sad, but honestly, like that's how normally it is at this, at this juncture. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's depressing to hear this kind of stories. Um, like I hear it every week. Um, I usually have, I'm in contact with a lot of people, uh, who kind of pass around these stories and, uh, they call it horror stories, war stories. You can name them, uh, and I'll keep hearing them. Um, but, uh, I, the thing is in the end, I don't want people to be discouraged. Like I know, uh, I made a joke at the very beginning of the book where, I, uh, especially it was, I think it was in my prelude where I commemorated this book for the Abdi exit, uh, movement, which was kind of like a funny joke with one of my closest friends, but, uh, it is an actual movement that is very, uh, very real, uh, where there's a lot of Somali men who just don't want to marry Somali women. They are adamant about that. Uh, they feel like in the end, Somali women are giving me a lot of headache. Somali women don't know what they want. Somali women, uh, uh, basically in the end are, are having high uh, expectations of what a guy wants. Like there's a recurring joke <laughs> I've seen on Instagram where there's a lot of Somali women who will make uh, viral videos of like looking for a six foot two Somali guy. And if anybody's underneath six foot two, uh, they just like, you know, make jokes about their height and say, you're not even good enough for us. And to be perfectly honest, 
I, there's not a lot of guys that are six two or above that are Somali. Uh, this this far from between, you know. The average height normally in the world is like around five nine, five ten. So, and most of these girls are like either five two to five six. So I don't know what height discrepancy they're looking for at, at this point. But they're they're the type of girls that are not really serious. If you're looking for a tall guy, but in the end you're not looking for anything else you're kind of more dense than than you realize and that's something you need to have a discussion with yourself probably at a mirror at that point <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it's uh so that the exit basically um is a very interesting movement i'm not part of that camp i feel like in the end there is um there is a lot of good somali women but Listen, like in the end, especially with these matchmaking apps, they're very disoriented uh, most of the time. You got to look at it at their end. They they get a lot of matches and these matches don't pan out. So in the end, they do have a little bit of reservation of who they're matching with next. And you can tell based on the conversations, how they interact, how they talk on the phone. It's a big, uh, it's an interesting um, thing to see most of the time. Um, so a lot of these guys from the Abdi Exit movement, they just more or less move on and uh, are looking to date uh, other women. Um, I've heard stories of them moving to South America, uh, heard them moving to uh, the Caribbean islands, looking for women there. Um, some of them obviously uh, start dating white women, uh, Hispanics, um, even gone to Asia as well, uh, gone after Asian women. Um, and honestly, they feel really happy. You know what I mean? They are really happy and, and they feel like in the end, they've, they've gone a woman that understand them and know who they are. Um, to be perfectly frank, uh, I know a lot of Somali friends of mine here that have married non-Somali women. It does happen. It legitimately does happen. There's only, I would say there are, I do have a lot of friends who have married Somali women, um, but but it's kind of a more split. I would say it's more 60-40, where 60 have married non-Somali women and the 40% have married Somali women. Um, so it depends on your preference. It depends on your taste. It depends on what exactly you're looking for. Um, listen, in the end, Allah Alam, only Allah SWT decides who you're going to marry in the end, right? Uh, so it's it, it's tough to kind of look at Somali women in general and just kind of like create a movement be like hey like I don't want to uh, deal with them anymore they give me a lot of headache hey listen in the end Somali women are not any different than any other women you know what I mean all you need to understand in the end is uh, know what you want write it down and also make sure in the end you know exactly who you are and you, you're not getting get bothered by rejection what I tell a lot of guys all the time is embrace rejection it you just literally embrace rejection. Rejection is fine because you're going to get rejected in jobs. You're going to get rejected um, in many different avenues of life. You know what I mean? You treat your life like a business, what I say. The only time you will, that I do recommend you get frustrated and you make sure you call the person out is if somebody wastes your time. Uh, time is a currency. So that's a big, big thing I would recommend to keep uh, dealing with is your uh, is your time because if you waste time especially on someone that's not giving you that exact same um, attention on what you're saying or what you're doing or they kind of like have that you have kind of have that sinking feeling within yourself that they're not really into you 
then that's when you move on. But I, I, I do recommend this, guys, um, especially with the brothers as well. If you are a time waster, I'm letting you know right now, you will get blocked. You will get unmatched very quickly. If you have a girl on the phone, she'll ghost you. Um, so that does happen a lot. And some, some of the times it's your fault. Like in the end, maybe you're not being um, attentive enough in the conversations. You know what I mean? And girls pick that up very quickly, especially if they're telling you something that lasts around five minutes and you barely pick up anything um, in regards to that specific um, uh, excerpt of their conversation. They can pick it up very quickly and they can say, hey, you know what? This guy's not really interested in me and what I have to say or what I'm doing. And basically, uh, they can move on very quickly and they don't, they don't owe you anything, guys. I'll tell you this right now. They don't owe you a conversation. They don't owe you a text message. They don't owe you anything. More or less, most of the time, just pick, uh, just kind of, you can get the vibe off of it based on uh, how they interact with you. Uh, most of the time, if they're acting cold or they don't have the emotion on those conversations, I would suggest moving on. Uh, just pretty much either don't bother messaging them or just let them know in the phone call, uh, which I've done myself, and just let them know, hey, I don't think this is going to work out. And if they ask why, you just give them the reason why. And then you can move on. I mean, nine times out of 10, women move on very quickly from guys they interact with. Trust me, very quickly. And they have no emotions whatsoever. They are stone cold in that. Trust me. (laughs) Just like Stone Cold Steve Austin, former professional wrestler, will have nothing on them in regards to their mentality. Like they will literally move on. And trust me, guys are most of the time emotionally fragile. So that's why I tell a lot of guys in the end, focus on you. Don't worry about women in general. Uh, let the apps be where they are. Um, leave them in the background. Let the women pick you and just have the conversations and, and just live your life. In the end, when it comes down to it, uh, this is a big uh, term I've kind of, uh, I've heard a lot. Um, when you're talking to a woman, just remember you don't own her. She's just your turn. So if she ever moves on, just just know you can appreciate the time that you had talked to her, but let her let you, let yourself know that in the end, that it was just a temporary moment, and in the end, it was just your turn to talk to her, and she's gonna move on to the next guy. In the end, the reflection is more on her and not you. As long as you are steadfast at what you want, and and you have things going on in your life. People are going to come in and out of your life. And that's not just women. It's going to be friends. It's going to be coworkers. It's going to be even random strangers that you meet that are going to pass by your life all the time. It happens. That's how life works. You know what I mean? Don't get too attached to people. The only people you need to be attached with, honestly, first and foremost, is the lost man Tyler. Second is your immediate family. And then your close friends. Those are the people that are going to be rock solid for the rest of your life. Women you meet doesn't matter if it's for casual relationships, uh, if it's kind of long-term relationships, or even potentially into marriage, which a lot of you brothers and sisters are looking for. In the end, these conversations are just conversations. If at least it's serious, then you have that conversation with that person. But honestly, when normally you would have a serious uh, relationship with somebody, it usually lasts around five or six months depending on how many times you visit the person, how many times you date the person. If it's in the city, five, six months would be ideal. If it's long distance, it depends on how many trips you make to see the person, how many phone calls you have, that kind of stuff. If someone becomes serious within a month, it it's it's kind of rare, but normally doesn't happen unless there's desperation on one or both sides of the, of, of the, the party. Uh, most of the time, I would say it's mostly 
on the guy's side who's kind of desperate and the girl is kind of a bit cautious. But I have seen sisters that would go on a marry right away and just get it over with. And that does happen. Um, so it is a rarity f- for things to become serious within a month. But normally, especially with human chemistry, um, the, with the chemistry in regards to romance, like it usually lasts like a handful of months before it gets serious. So just letting you guys know that that's something to keep in mind. And for older brothers in the, the exit movement, hey, listen, I'm not a hater. I understand where you guys are coming from. I understand the frustration. Uh, but in all honesty, like things like this happen all the time. Like if a Somali woman are not your um, appetite in regards to what you're looking for in marriage, Hey, listen, like, I'm not going to stop your hate on you guys <laughs> in regards to looking for other women um, in your field. Um, and like, a field as in looking for Asian women, Hispanics, uh, um, South American women, you name it. That's, yeah, I'm not going to hate on that. It's perplexing. I'm not going to lie. Like, in the end, I'm a proponent of trying to end up with a Somali woman. But uh, at the same time, I am open um, to uh, seeing other women that are not Somali. And like I said before, that's something I like to keep an open mind about. I was kind of stub- stubborn um, in my past in regards to like only ending up with a very specific type of Somali woman. But I know in the end, th- that kind of expectation on myself isn't reality because in the end, there could be many other women that don't fit that description. And I have met many beautiful women who did, did not fit that description. And I had really good uh, relationships with. So um, that kind of expanded my horizon. Be like, hey, you know what? Things like this does happen. So um, yeah, so I'll probably talk about the uh, the exit more in detail on the very next episode. Um, we'll also see, I'll also see if I can get some guests going on as well <laughs> moving forward on this podcast. So I'm going to probably wrap this up a bit, but uh, I would like to thank everyone for getting the book. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been interesting to say the least. Um, the feedback I've gotten about it. Um, I uh, I don't know if I'm going to be writing a second book. Um, that is that remains to be seen. I'll say that uh, right now I am talking to uh, a few uh, sisters, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, we'll see. Inshallah, I'll see if it's oh, if I'm hopeful or not. Uh, regards to probably who knows. Probably the second book could be me getting married and my experiences with that. So. Who knows about that? But in the meantime, inshallah, uh, thank you guys, everybody, so much uh, for listening to this podcast, for buying my book. Um, it's been really humbling.